Okay, hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Blue Mind ASMR, your personal relaxation station. I'm your host, Blue Skies. Thank you so much for being here. And today I want to talk about living with chronic illnesses and chronic conditions more broadly. Um, you'll hear a lot of people say chronic illnesses rather than conditions, but the things we think of as chronic illnesses are part of a larger category called chronic conditions. But first, I wanted to say a fun, fun update fact. I've been watching this show called Street Dance of China. Uh, season four, and I love it so much. Oh my gosh, it's it's just so fun to watch. I love dancing. I'm honestly not very good at dancing, but it's fun for me. So, and you know, what is good and bad? Those are arbitrary things, but I, I certainly could not compete on a show like that. But you can watch it on YouTube. I really recommend it. It's very wholesome very wonderful. I'm especially enjoying season four. I, wa I watched like a couple episodes of season three, but I didn't quite get into it. But now I'm like starting to kind of get hooked on season four. But yeah, that's just a little fun update. Random fact from me. Okay, yes. So, living with chronic conditions. Um, content warning, I'm going to briefly mention suicidal ideation, but I'm not going to go in depth talking about it. I just wanted you to know. So please know that you can pause, stop, skip ahead a little at any time. And yeah, just wanted you to know. So, what is chronic illness, or what are chronic conditions? I want to talk about this a little first, because I think it's good to establish uh, the basic information. And, ooh, hi. I'm getting all this information from the Wikipedia page by the way, which is not perfect, and it's whip it's Wikipedia, it's Wikipedia, it's Wikipedia. Yeah, you get the point. Um, but yeah, just so you know, and I'll put the link to that page, of course. But on the Wikipedia page for chronic conditions, I believe it is. It says that it, a chronic condition is one that is persistent or long-lasting. And long-lasting simply means more than lasting more than three months. So that's, I mean, that's quite a few conditions. Examples of chronic conditions are asthma, cancer, diabetes, autoimmune diseases, Lyme disease, and HIV and AIDS. 
63% of all deaths on Earth are due to chronic conditions, apparently. Most are non-communicable, which means they cannot be passed like a virus, but are more likely to be passed genetically. Um, or environmentally, environmentally, we'll talk more about this thing, but some chronic conditions are transmissible, as in can be spread from living being to living being, such as Lyme disease or HIV and AIDS. Terminal conditions, conditions that result, that are known to result in death, can become, can become chronic, so can be reduced, like reduced in severity to chronic. Uh, when treatment is created or made accessible, such as with AIDS, AIDS used to be considered a terminal condition and now it's chronic. It can be managed, there's medication, it's not the death sentence it once was. It's certainly not fun to have any chronic condition but, yeah, chronic is better than terminal, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. And so, chronic, another fun fact, chron, the root of chronic, means time, and I think, I'm pretty sure it's a Greek root, makes me think of chronos, the titan, um, I don't know if that's the same root, uh, but, yeah, the root of that word is time. So it's like, I have a timic condition. <laughs> Goes with the long-lasting meaning. But chronic versus acute. So an, an acute condition is temporary. It's usually only affects one portion of the body and it responds to treatment, usually, and easily responds to treatment. Versus chronic, long-lasting, condition usually affects multiple portions of the body and does not fully respond to treatment, sometimes doesn't re really respond at all. And chronic conditions can be moderate. They can be, like, the, the effects of them that you feel can be moderate, they can be severe, they can moderately impact your life, they can severely impact your life. Everyone experience, everyone's experience of chronic conditions varies, even those people who share the same condition. Everyone's body is different. And especially, you know, if you have one or more, two or more, six or more chronic conditions, then then yeah, you're you're gonna be affected very differently. Everyone's gonna be affected very differently. And in the US at least 40% of adults have at least two chronic conditions. So, got some facts down. Let me tell you a few more things that are considered chronic conditions. So, sleep apnea, Parkinson's, deafness, blindness, chronic pain, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, lupus, celiac, Crohn's, Huntington's, a 
Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, ADHD. And two conditions that I feel a little weird about these two things being listed as... I don't know. I, I don't know. It's complicated. I'm... So, autism and obesity are both listed as chronic conditions. And I know it's chronic conditions, not chronic illnesses. And, you know, end stigma about having chronic conditions. So, yeah, it's not a bad thing. It shouldn't be a bad thing to have a chronic condition. Even so, I still feel weird about autism and obesity being on this list, but I'm not going to unpack that right now because I want to talk about I want to talk about something else. <laughs> I did, I don't want to unpack that right now, but maybe in another episode in the near future, far future, who knows. So, another thing that's being studied more recently is chronic poverty. So, the link between poverty and chronic conditions. Because, yeah, they are definitely linked. And a lot of it, uh, some well, some people are, are suggesting, and some studies do show, environment plays a big role, like low-income areas, areas... Um, where people have lower incomes are more polluted. So, yeah, that could be that could be con uh, connected, and in some cases, it has been shown. Like studies have shown that that's connected. Um, lower income people having less access to healthcare and doctors, having jobs that are less likely to give healthcare, give time off to be able to go to the doctor, and apparently people, this is from the Wikipedia page, we're, we're still on the Wikipedia page, All, everything I've, almost everything I've said so far is from the Wikipedia page, um, but people with chronic conditions spent an average of 2,243 US dollars more on healthcare, so that can make people not want to go to the doctor. Yeah, obviously. Now, in some societies, uh, it's better. Like uh, in France, there's limited co-payments for people with chronic conditions, which basically means you you don't you end up not paying excessive fees for simply having chronic conditions. And in Germany, uh, it's limited. People with chronic conditions are limited to paying 1% of their income. The general public uh, can pay maximum 2% of their income. I'm like, can I move should I just move to France or Germany? Is that is that what I need to do at this point? 
maybe. Anyway. Loneliness has been linked to chronic conditions. Like people with chronic conditions experience more loneliness. That is another recent thing being studied. Makes sense. It's sad, but it makes sense. And there is a link between um, being a woman and uh, having a chronic condition where if you're a woman, your condition or conditions are treated less seriously if it is not to do with your reproductive health. That's sad. That's sad. You're just re reduced, reduced to your ability to reproduce. No thanks. Yikes. Um, Non-white people suffer more uh, from chronic conditions, at least in places where the data is measured, it says on this Wikipedia page. And of course this is due to racism. Um, in large part to racism. And that is not something I'm gonna go super into. I was surprised how short the section was on both gender and race and, and chronic illness. And there wasn't even a section on trauma. Like, it's my understanding that trauma is, like, people with chronic conditions also have more trauma. Um, that's being studied more. And... Yeah, so the section on the Wikipedia page was really short, but I would really like to gather some more resources at some point for, like, even just for my own reference and knowledge of um, racism causing more chronic conditions in the world. And yeah, don't even get me started on chronic conditions in trans people, in queer people, etc, etc. So, according to this list here on this Wikipedia page, I have six chronic conditions myself, not including mental illness. But all mental illnesses are chronic conditions by default, so let's just say I have more than six chronic conditions. So fun, yay! <laughs> and I've talked about my conditions in some other episodes, but I'm just not going to list them right now in this episode. But yeah, suffice to say I have more than six. Yay! <laughs> So now I want to move more into, move away from the Wikipedia section. <laughs> so you know, you know now what a chronic condition is, what a chronic illness is. And now we can talk about what it's like to live with chronic conditions straight from the horse's mouth. I'm the horse. 
So what is it like to wake up every day with chronic conditions? Well, I will tell you that a lot of life, my life, and I guess I should start off by saying, obviously I don't represent all people with chronic conditions. We are so diverse. We're so diverse. So, but if someone else with chronic conditions can identify with any of what I'm saying, I'm glad. And if you're curious about this topic, you can at least find out what one person's experience is. Who, a person who has chronic conditions. Me. <laughs> so, I feel like a lot of my life is waiting to feel better. I was gonna say waiting to feel good, but sometimes it's not helpful to think like that. Like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I feel good, I feel great, I feel fine, you know. But, and I know for a lot of people, good is not a thing that we ever feel. It's like, it's all rel- like, sometimes when I say I feel good, I'm like, relatively speaking, you know? I'm like, I'm not good in the way that someone with no chronic conditions is good. I'm good in the way that I'm good, like I'm good in compared to other days I've had. So a lot of time is spent just waiting to feel better, which can be surprisingly, actually not surprising at all, can be extremely boring. It can be boring. Um, I think it would be more boring if not for, at least for me, the pain and just like, it's like being sick. It's like you're, if you're sick and you have a fever, you know, you're not, you're not necessarily sitting, laying in bed like, oh my God, I'm so bored. Like you're asleep. You're asleep. You know, you're sleeping it off. You're, you're busy feeling sick. So you don't necessarily have time to feel bored. But even with a fever, there's usually a, a window in there where you're still sick, but you're like lucid enough to feel bored. So, so yeah, usually what I do, I, I think I, I guess I'm lucky. I've just always been a, a, a more optimistic person, I would say, even though I have become a, much more cynical as I've gotten older, or as I like to call it, realistic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've always been like a light, like there's a light at the end of the tunnel type of person. I I think that a lot, you know, like if if today is if today is bad, if today I feel bad, I'm just gonna wait. I'm just gonna wait until tomorrow, and maybe tomorrow, I will wake up and I will feel better, you know? And maybe I don't, but maybe the next day I'll wake up and I'll feel better. And it's not like I wake up and I'm like, yay, I'm all better. 
it's like maybe I'll wake up tomorrow and I'll have slightly more energy than I had today or I'll feel just slightly happier than I feel today um, or just in slightly less pain or slightly less exhausted or something like that um, so and a lot of people, disabled people, people with chronic conditions, there's overlap there, um, but we use this term spoons to describe that. And if you've not heard of it, I will explain the concept of spoons, which is relatively new. Um, and it's like we say, uh, I don't have any spoons today, or I'm all out of spoons, or I used all my spoons. And it means energy, but it means energy in like a very specific, like chronically ill, disabled type of way or um, mentally ill kind of way. It just means like everything that I had, like all my energy that I had to do things today, even if it's just like, it, it, it's like the energy it takes to brush your teeth. For some people, that takes a lot of spoons. To shower can take a lot of spoons. Sometimes you just don't have the spoons to shower. You don't have the spoons to brush your teeth. Um, you don't have the spoons to get out of bed. And spoons is a little different than ability. Like, there's people who genuinely cannot walk. Like walking is not an ability that you have. That's different than I don't have the spoons to walk today. I don't have the spoons to, you know, walk this many steps or walk without a mobility aid today. So that is spoons. So yeah, a lot of time is spent waiting for spoons to come along and sometimes I'll wake up and I, I'll feel like I don't have any spoons but I'll wait like five or so hours and I will acquire spoons and a lot of spoon acquisition um, like the way to get spoons is to rest like spoons usually don't just magically come to you you have to rest you have to give your body what it needs. Um, I get spoons from taking my medications, um, from being on my medications. I get spoons from, you know, things that improve my mood. I get spoons from coffee, but mostly I, I get spoons from resting. And I do get spoons from arbitrary things. You know, it's like, Sometimes I just, for whatever reason, luck, chance, I wake up with more spoons. I can do more. And there's also the feeling of, the feeling of if you, you know, let's say today you only have two spoons and you use one of those spoons to do chores around the house. And then you use another spoon 
to go to work and but then you end up having to do other stuff too like life demands that you do other stuff like you have to feed yourself you have to shower maybe you have to socialize um you have to walk to and fro and you know maybe something stressful happens and that takes more spoons than you than you had that day so it's like now you have negative spoons and it's kind of like you can expect to wake up with a spoon hangover like you wake up tomorrow and because you used more spoons than you physically had the day before you just wake up the next day and you can't get out of bed you're so tired you know you might sleep for 12 or 15 hours or something ridiculous you know there can be all sorts of consequences um and it's gonna greatly vary depend depending on your chronic conditions so that's another just risk it's another honestly it's it's not even a risk it's just a it's just a fact of life being chronically ill it's like sometimes you end up accidentally or just by the design of life using more spoons than you had or maybe someone or something causes you like takes your spoons um gives you negative spoons yeah not fun not fun life there's there's a lot of during those times when you're waiting to feel better when you're bored like when you're lucid enough to be bored um at least for me it's there's a lot of time spent like being in my own head in a negative way like ruminating like you know feeling guilty feeling useless feeling depressed feeling like i'm not valuable i'm not like i'm not a good person i'm not a valuable person blah 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 and like feeling guilty like i'm you know i'm i'm making someone care for me maybe like i need too much help i'm you know asking too much from other people i'm gonna make my boss mad at me i'm making my coworkers mad at me you get the idea and so yeah for for myself and probably a lot of others there's that's just another fact of life being uh having chronic conditions being chronically ill being disabled it's yeah it's hard it's really hard um it's hard to not suffer self-hatred it's hard to love yourself it's hard to learn to love yourself and to continue to love yourself and it's hard when you're already feeling like guilty and useless to continue to give yourself the things you need like feeling guilty and useless won't change the fact that i need rest that my body needs rest and that i'm sick and i'm in pain and i'm not gonna get well soon <laughs> i'm gonna get better you know and then i'm gonna get worse again and then i'm gonna get better and then worse it's just the name of the game 
I'm going to have one spoon on Tuesday, five spoons on Wednesday, zero spoons on Thursday, negative ten spoons on Friday, <laughs> you know? So, and this is where I was going to mention suicidal ideation, that for a lot of people with chronic conditions, and, and suicidal ideation is, can be, I should say, in itself a chronic condition. And then having chronic conditions can lead to suicidal ideation. It's a really crappy cycle. It's, it's a crappy cycle. And, okay, so more of what it's like to be chronically ill, for me to have chronic conditions, going to the doctor, and this could be going to the physical doctor's office, this could be um, virtual visits, combination of both, but yeah, it's a lot of going to doctor's office. Um, a lot of tests um, could be a lot of time spent in MRIs, could be a lot of blood draws, a lot of talking to psychiatrists, etc, etc, etc. A lot of trying different medications, seeing what works. And trying different medications can mean more waiting. Yes, more waiting to feel better. Um, because when you, oftentimes, at least when I get on a new medication or my doctor changes up a medication, ultimately we're trying to get a good result. But it, in the meantime, while the body adjusts to the medication, there can be higher risk factors. Um, you can just be having a really crappy time. Like, m my behaviors can change, my mood can change, you know, I'll be exhausted. It's just like acclimating to a medication. And then... Sometimes, after a month, two months, three months, that stabilizes, it can change, and then you, you, you finally start getting the result that the medication is supposed to give. Not all the time, sometimes, so, sometimes, I mean, what I mean is, it's not always this difficult. Sometimes, you take the medication, it starts helping you instantly, boom, bam, we all go home happy. Um, and yeah, other times, after one, two, three more months, you find out that the medication, the side effects, you know, just how it acts in your body, whatever, how it plays with other medications, just is not good, is not beneficial to you, or is too harmful. The harm outweighs the benefits. And then you have to go off the medication and go through that withdrawal process and maybe try a different medication. It can be uh, pretty exhausting. And I personally think that leads to people being just, just that cycle, that exhausting cycle of trying medications can lead people to stop taking medications altogether, especially if you're really sensitive to medications. I, compared to some of my friends, I feel like I'm not sensitive at all to medications. 
I do have poor experiences with medications, but I talk to some of my friends who just, like, some people, it's a lifelong, lifelong journey trying every medication out there to try to find one that works. And they may never find one. And that is really hard. I don't wish that on anyone. So, another thing, another part of what it's like to have chronic conditions is simply not being able to do various things due to mobility or other factors. Like, even if you have the spoons to go around and do things, there are things you cannot do, and that has to do with ability and disability being connected uh, very intimately to chronic conditions and just the intersection of disability and, and being chronically ill or having chronic conditions. For example, today I have mobility problems with my legs and other parts of my body, so I was trying to do, like, follow a dance warm-up stretch thing today, like, off of a video, and I couldn't do half the things in the dance, so I just was, like, making up my own modifications. Um, and that's where accessibility is so important um, for people to make accessible dance warm-ups. Um, I'm like, I, I wish... I wish it was easy for someone to make like a dance warm-up video for my exact needs, but I guess the the truth is it, it, it's just very difficult. Like everyone with a chronic condition with different disabilities is going to have different things they can do and they can't do, but despite the fact that it it would be difficult to make a dance warm-up that the most possible people could do or like showing all the modifications um, that that different people can do if they can't do a certain move yeah like if they can't do a certain move I still think it is so important to try it is important to try to make things as accessible yes I still think that despite all this, it's so important to try to make things as accessible as possible. To make the world, society, everything as accessible as possible. You know, to have closed captions, subtitles, to have braille options for blind folks, um, and there's so so many more so many more things related to accessibility like smooth sidewalks for people who need mobility aids and people who use wheelchairs um, to have ramps uh, to uh, people with different hearing needs um, people with different sensory needs and yeah, I maybe I should do a, a whole episode on accessibility. But yeah, and, and like we were just talking about like in yoga and dance, uh 
having uh, an instructor or having videos that offer different positions for people of different abilities and for people with of different levels of spoons <laughs> and you know, workplaces can be more accessible um, a, a lot of the accessibility in workplaces comes with uh, FMLA stuff um, which in the US at least is is I believe like a part of um, like it's a it's a law like um, that workplaces have to offer FMLA and you can get essentially your doctor can tell your work like my the, this employee has this these limitations and then the your workplace has to accommodate you and I hope I'm not totally wrong about that if FM if FMLA is optional that would be really sad <laughs> like if workplaces don't have to honor FMLA I really think it is a law Anyway, moving on. Accessibility, to sum up, accessibility is really important and I could probably talk about it for a million, million years. But what I really want to say after talking about, you know, all the things that, what, like what it's like for, for me to live with chronic conditions and disabilities and talking about how like how people with chronic conditions are affected mental health wise and like the link with loneliness the link with trauma and um, thinking about how difficult it can be for people with many intersecting identities, like chronic conditions, um, like if you have chronic conditions, disabilities, and you are non-white, and you are trans, and you are queer, etc, etc. Like if you have that many intersecting identities, how much more difficult life is for you and how much more guilty you might feel, how much more rest you might need and deserve, and how hard it is to give yourself that rest because of everything we've talked about, like feeling guilty and having a low self-worth and being made to feel guilty by societies like humans who came before us and some humans who are currently alive have created and helped enforce societies that punish people for having chronic conditions. And even if there's no like explicit law punishing people, as we've seen with like many other social justice movements like Black Lives Matter, and it's it's just like the nature of social injustice can be a lack of something so a, it's not necessarily um 
like an explicit punishment, but the lack of care from a society itself is is it is it equivalent to causing like it it punishes people for being the way they are and so yeah and and humans have created these societies and humans are also working to make our societies more accessible humans who came before us have fought very hard for what accessibility we do have for what you know the americans with disabilities act fmla stuff we've talked about um people have fought very hard for these things and people are still fighting to keep those things in our societies and of course i'm talking from an american standpoint someone who lives in the u.s um but every I believe that every society has the opportunity to improve, improve things for people with chronic conditions and to make their society more acceptable. No, to make their society more accessible. Yes. And of course, to be more accepting of people with chronic conditions and chronic illnesses, disabilities, to end the stigma end all stigma and to remove those punishments even ones that are not easily seen but ones that are created simply by the way society is designed that harm people with chronic conditions and all that said I'm here to tell you that you are valuable if you're someone who's listening right now and you have a chronic condition or you suspect that you may have a chronic condition if you're disabled or even if you're someone with an acute condition that is making you feel like crap right in this moment even if you're gonna be better in a few weeks a few months a few years um, right now it's really hard I know um, and sometimes the hardest part is the condition itself but sometimes the hardest part is what we talked about and it's feeling like you are not valuable feeling depressed feeling lonely feeling guilty and I'm here to tell you that we are valuable we are priceless in fact every human is priceless and should not be measured in worth you heard it here humans living beings should not be assigned values should not be assigned worth we should not be judged like oh yeah you're a useful human like yeah i mean in in some ways I do want to be useful um but like the way it's framed in terms of especially as it's directed at people like us with chronic conditions it's like implied almost that and, and sometimes it really is implied that like 
if we are not useful, then we don't deserve to be here. We don't deserve good things. Um, that is not true. We deserve good things. We deserve to be here. I am happy you're here. I'm so happy you're here. And maybe you're happy I'm here. Maybe we both think that each other is very useful. <laughs> Even though we should not have to be useful to deserve anything. We don't have to be useful to deserve anything. But let's also... But let's also acknowledge that so many things that are really useful and valuable in this world are not recognized as useful and valuable when they should be. And let's also recognize that that's completely arbitrary. Like, something that is valuable to one person is not valuable to another. And that's another reason why we should just not even, we should just abolish that whole way of thinking, you know? Um, because, yeah, it, it's, it makes more sense to just agree that, uh, the lives of living beings are priceless. Living beings themselves are priceless. You and I are priceless. We, you know, the people who try to measure our value in terms of, um, what we do, what we're able to do. Those are the people who are, are, they don't understand and they need to be schooled. Hopefully someone schools them. But you and I, we are talented, caring, we are good friends, we're creative and funny. We're so many things, and we're worthy of being recognized as all those things. You are priceless just the way you are, trauma and all. You are worthy of rest. It's okay to rest. It's okay to rest while you wait to have more spoons while you wait to feel better. And it's okay if after feeling better, you have to rest again. And I know that this world is telling you not to rest, that you just have to go, go, go all the time. You have to always be performing at 120%. That, uh, you know, that being exhausted and exhausting yourself is actually a sign of like, like, oh, wow, we should, like, praise you for that. No, 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 no. I mean, sure, if, if someone, you know, does a really good job, yeah, let's praise them for that. But we shouldn't have a society where, where you and I are made to feel uh, so bad in comparison just because we can't do that stuff, just because we are giving our bodies and our minds what they need, you know? We are amazing. We are so amazingly strong for having the guts to give ourselves what we need. And, you know, maybe sometimes it's not about guts. It's just like, 
our bodies will force us to rest. We literally <laughs> cannot get up today, you know? Um, but you know, for not a lot of times when, when we're just not ashamed for, for resting, for, for being the way we are, showing up unashamed in this world, that is awesome. We are awesome for doing that. And we get a lot of haters, but you know what? No, no to the haters. No. I'm so glad you're here. You have so much to offer. And also, you shouldn't be measured by what you have to offer. Even if you think you have nothing to offer. Guess what? I bet you're wrong, first of all. But, uh, you're worthy of being here. You're worthy of rest. You're wonderful. You're priceless. You're amazing. I'm glad you're here. You're so cool. <laughs> and you know what? Even if what you have to offer is only offered to one person and that person is you, good. That's awesome. Give yourself rest. Take care of yourself. Treat yourself so, so, so well. That makes me happy. That makes me glad. It makes me glad. You know, why is it so great to look after other people, but we frown on, like, our, like culturally, we frown on people for looking after themselves. Like, we, we praise people for sacrificing their health and everything. That's bad. I don't want to live in that society. No, thank you. No, thank you. I opt out of that society. Um, you and me, let's create our own little society right here where we are worthy of all the good things happening to us. We are worthy of being here. We are worthy of friends. We are worthy of rest. We are worthy of pleasure. We are worthy of every conceivable reward that are given currently to, you know, people for sacrificing their own health, being pressured to sacrifice their own health. No, thank you. We, there's no need to feel guilty. There's no need to feel guilty. We should not be judged, evaluated like, you know, like, um, a kitchen appliance. <laughs> Humans are not kitchen appliances that are only valuable if they can wash dishes. You are not a kitchen appliance. You deserve rest. You deserve love. You deserve hugs if you want them. You deserve cake. You deserve to sit at home and play video games all day. You deserve to have a pool party. If you want, if you want. All the things I'm mentioning, of course, it's only if you want. But... I know it can be really hard some days 
I know it's really rare to be able to look for the lights at the end of the tunnels. You know, being in situations like this, being the people we are with the conditions we have. But I, I really hope if I had the ability, I would give you in turn the ability to wait for that light at the end of the tunnel every single time. I would also give you two billion spoons <laughs> to do with what you please, to do with as you please. Okay, I think that has been this episode. I hope you enjoyed this in some way. I love you. You're so good. And I hope you have a wonderful rest, and that you don't feel guilty, and that your doctor's appointments go so smoothly, and that your bed is soft. Or firm. Some people need a firm bed. 